Out of the Abyss is D&D 5e's foray into the unrelenting jaws of the Underdark, but there are definitely more terrors here than usual, even by the Underdark standards. Demon lords have been unleashed from their darkness, with the madness that they create steadily creeping outwards from the silence below. It was released early in 5e's run, and it was in a time before they really knew what it meant to make an adventure path within this system. So, does it hold up? Well, let's get into that. Let's start by talking about what's in the book itself. Out of the Abyss is 256 pages thick, with almost all of that devoted to the adventure path itself, which is a monumental 1st to 15th level adventure. It also contains a couple alternate classes, a few magical items to discover in the Underdark, and a slew of monster stat blocks. Something you get in this adventure path is two optional background features. Rather than make new backgrounds specifically for the Underdark setting, they created these optional background features that can be slotted into any existing background in exchange for that background's original feature. These are especially useful for surviving the Underdark at early levels, and I think making them features rather than full-on backgrounds was a really smart move, especially for the first adventure. Your ranger can keep their Outlander flavor just now with a little extra Underdark sprinkled on top. You'll also find six new magical items in this adventure path, all of which the player can discover during their time in the Underdark. And these range from things like a wand of sticky ooze, a sentient sword, or even spell gems, which I think were sorely missing. Something many of you might find exciting about this adventure path is the prospect of 33 new monster types and NPC types. Out of the Abyss is definitely an open world adventure, which means they had to create a lot of stat blocks for whatever you could potentially encounter. The demon lords themselves are all represented here, as well as many variations and NPC stats for all the races that belong in the Underdark. I love a lot of these creatures, I just wish that they had more associated artwork to go along with them. The demon lords all got that treatment, I only wish the other denizens of the Underdark had as well. Alright, let's talk about the Rage of Demons adventure path, and heavy spoiler warning for anyone who hasn't played through this yet. Rage of Demons begins with that very, let's call it cliche beginning of having all of the players start enslaved. All of you have been captured by the drow and you are brought together by your common goal of escaping from this prison. You're joined by a diverse crew of NPCs that are also captured like yourselves, and the whole thing starts off as kind of your standard prison break movie. The breakout and surrounding misadventures take the PCs from level 1 to level 2, and what follows is a sprawling open-world adventure where the players and any surviving NPCs must band together and survive to escape the Underdark. No matter where you go, the drow slavers are never far behind, and you and the other PCs must work together in order to collect food, water, weapons, resources, and a way out, all while being relentlessly tracked. Levels 3 to 8 are pretty shall we say, free form. As the PCs are tugged in multiple directions by different NPCs, you'll find that there aren't really any right or wrong answers as to how your group responds. During these fights for survival, the PCs slowly learn that the Underdark is even more dangerous than usual. Even the relatively stable denizens of the Underdark agree that there is some sort of creeping madness pervading in any area that you're able to visit. Eventually learning that the eight demon lords of the Abyss have freed themselves and are now carving out chunks of the Underdark to form their new Abyssal Domains. 
Eventually, the PCs escaped the Underdark, only to be pulled back in as rumors of the demonic incursion have reached the surface, and as brave survivors of the Underdark, these PCs will be charged with leading an armed force down into the depths to hopefully figure out how these demons got here and how we can send them back. The second half of the adventure runs from levels 9 to 15, and at first feels kind of like a victory lap as you're returning to this place with a whole armed force in tow though you are facing against a demon lord, so you'll probably need all the help you can get. All in all, I think this is an absolutely excellent adventure that manages to strike a balance between combat, exploration, and role-playing, made even more difficult by the fact that this is a rather long adventure. However, there are a couple issues that I think should be addressed. Something obvious to anybody that has played this adventure path is that you are going to need an experienced DM in order to run it. This will push absolutely any new DM to their limits, and it will test any DM's concentration, if you ask me. In the very first session, the DM is expected to keep track of ten fellow slaves, who all have their own individual personalities and motivations for escaping, as well as three feuding drows and their underlings. I applaud the effort for trying to infuse as much character into the game as possible, but Man, that's a lot to keep track of. Even as someone that's ran naturally large campaigns like a pirate campaign at one point that I ran, I didn't even put that many NPCs into the game. So it's, it's a lot. It's definitely a lot. These characters don't disperse when you escape. They're your buddies or enemies in disguise, more likely. And they're with you until they get killed off or until their stories are brought to an end. As I said, this doesn't let up either. You are constantly given new chances to meet new characters, some of which are really great, but it's always going to represent a <laughs> some sort of stress factor for your DM, whether it be because they have to come up with new character traits or they have to play a new character. I know some DMs that really commit, and so when a bunch of characters are brought into the scenario, that becomes a little hard to juggle. And from there, the adventure just keeps piling on more things for the DM to keep track of, whether that be how close the slavers are to capturing you, how much madness is seeping into each of the players' heads, or even the things just as simple as dwindling supplies. And while I personally like these types of elements in my D&D campaigns, I wouldn't expect a new DM to really enjoy this, much less understand it. I would definitely play something easier if this is your first go-around, or even your second or third, really. I mentioned this earlier, but this is definitely a survival game before it's really anything else. And this isn't a criticism at all, it's just something that you should be aware of before you get into it yourself. The Underdark is an incredibly oppressive place to try and survive, for any character, and you guys are thrown into there as prisoners with very little else to your name aside from the clothes on your back and what you're able to escape with. So before you and your players jump into this, I highly recommend researching it and make sure that, you know, this is something that you guys are up for in the first place. I would never go as far to say that this is unbalanced, but the first half of the game is almost certainly going to kick your ass, especially if you're new to D&D. So what's good about this book? Well, I would say Out of the Abyss is easily the earliest 5e adventure path that I would call fun. It somehow manages to be a sprawling, open-world adventure that never loses focus, and I find the setting of the Underdark to just be a great place to explore and be a part of. Add to that the fact that these locations and encounters that you come across along the way are all easily implemented into any Underdark campaign that you want to have for yourself. And really, the only things bad about the book that I would say to look out for are meltdowns from your DM and just instant deaths from your players. 
the Underdark can be a pretty oppressive place, as I mentioned, and many of your players will not adapt as well as others. And as for the DM, they're constantly going to be keeping track of different stats, motivations, and everything else that you can imagine, and it's all going to be turned up to 11. So I recommend that everybody have just a little bit of patience when diving into this adventure path. If I had to compare Out of the Abyss to another piece of gaming media, I would definitely compare it to a AAA, top-of-the-line PC game. It's absolutely beautiful and stunning when it works, but the only way it's going to work is with a really high-end rig. And in this case, the high-end rig could be compared to an experienced DM. They're always going to be keeping track of something, and whether that be the characters or the supplies or different environmental elements, you're going to want a DM that has the patience and the knowledge of the game in order to keep things moving. And in that same respect, you're going to want veteran players to populate the table when you're playing this. Anyone that's new to the game is going to be quite shocked by the absolute relentlessness of the survival elements and all of the challenges that they'll face. So I definitely recommend if this is your first adventure path, maybe try a few others and then come back to this one. But if you're willing to brave this, you will find that it is incredibly engaging. There's tons of cool monsters and different characters to meet, and a lot of Lovecraftian horror to keep you engaged throughout. We at Skullsplitter Dice give Out of the Abyss a 7.5 out of 10. Thank you guys so much for watching this to the end. I really appreciate it. If you'd like to see more videos like this, be sure to like and subscribe. We put out new videos like this every week. And be sure to leave a comment as to what adventure path you'd like us to talk about next, or if there's anything else in D&D 5e you would like to hear about. As always, my name's Patrick Ferguson from Skull Splitter Dice, and until next time, farewell. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe so you never miss out.